What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 204 in year four, getting near that uh, beginning of year five. And today we have um, nothing to talk about. I mean, it's another one of those weeks where it's very slow. Uh, we have a lot of comics that came out this week, but not anything too crazy. Some interesting talking points. Uh, we are going to be covering a possible Snyder Cut show which is going to be weird. We will have comments. Uh, Small Creature Commandos update. But the thing I want to open with is, are we getting the air cut? We've talked about so many times on this podcast that, um, you know, that we're, I'm over the Snyder cut. You know, I got proved wrong that it could happen. But anything else, I don't give a fuck. I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. But the one thing I always wanted to see was the air cut because we got totally two different trailers when that thing originally came out. And we know it got butchered by editors. So, Clay, there's uh, some commotion on Twitter this week. Uh, what do we got going on? Yeah, so uh, this has gone back as far as, like you said, uh, the second trailer. Yeah. Um, I think everybody who has been a fan of DC movies and has been watching the evolution and the destruction of the franchise of DC saw immediately hey, that first trailer and this second trailer are two very different movies. What's going on? And so we learned uh, several years after the, or I think even before the release of uh, David's, uh, uh, the first uh, theatrical Suicide Squad, mm -hmm. that the studio had a commercial uh, studio, somebody, mm -hmm. uh, the stu uh, a studio that creates or professionalizes in creating commercials mm -hmm. edited the entire movie yeah and honestly when you think about it that's kind of how the movie kind of played out it was just a big giant commercial for these you know big comic book characters mm -hmm. um and for me it was it was pretty obvious hey you know clearly this is going to affect people people are going to want to see this movie or whatever and of course with Zack snyder's snyder cut people then are like well david Ayer also got fucked over why mm. don't we see his cut too and that's what started hey release the air cut blah, blah blah well we had heard inklings of uh or not inklings we had heard david say when james first became the co-ceo of dc studios was hey you know it'll eventually come out Mm -hmm. And again, people were like, yeah, that's a pipe dream. Da, 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 da. It's not going to happen, especially when uh, if, if that happens, then it's kind of contradicting what uh, James Gunn said anyway, but also not contradicting him because he also talked about wanting to release Elseworld stories as yeah. well. So there's a possibility there. Well, there has been always, always a big push for David Ayer's cut. There mm -hmm. is a small corner of the community that just on the regular releases photos and stills and stuff that David has put out there into the Twitterverse or whatever. Um, and they tried to promote, Hey, we need to gather together to get this thing out there. We did it for Snyder cut. Why don't we do it for a day for day? Yeah. And somebody uh, on August 6th uh, took one of the pictures that David had tweeted 
and said, not going to call out David by saying this, but you do know this was released back in 2016, right? And it was a picture of Jared Leto's uh, uh, Joker with mm -hmm. the tuxedo on. Yeah. And David had this to say. He said, what's your advice on how to navigate the situation with grace? There's a genuine curiosity and interest from a lot of people. And I'm aware of... Uh, I'm aware of there is another group of people that have fun mocking this film. Your comment is a perfect example of how many are magnetically drawn to this discussion to the 2016 film in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an experience in life that didn't uh, until the way you wanted that dragged you, that made you rethink everything I have. All I know is my unseen film plays much better than the studio release. The interest in my cut being uh, being shown seems real and organic. And Gunn told me it would have its time to be shared. He absolutely deserves to launch uh, his DC universe without more drama about old projects. In a way, I'm chained to this thing. I'm riding a tiger here and navigating the situation the best that I can. Life is a very strange journey. Welcome to my TED Talk. Um, so everybody latched on to the phrasing gun said it would have its time to be shared. Mm -hmm. um, even I did. I was like, Hey, but you reminded me, Hey, he said this a while. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Um, I think we, as, a, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, Clay, are you serious? I think we, as a positive community, as positive mm -hmm. part of the community has grown enough to be like, Hey, we know there are separate entities as far as universes within the DC universe. Yeah. This should come out. We should be able to see it. Um, especially, uh, again, I haven't mustered the strength to watch it again. But uh, recently, uh, Juice has watched the theatrical cut mm -hmm. of the film. And it is the like the last on the list of your tier list. Yeah, the DCEU. it is the worst movie out of the DCEU. And I'm including Wonder Woman 84. Although I am in the small minority where I didn't think Wonder Woman 84 was like as bad as everybody says it is. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where I've actually re-seen Wonder Woman 84. Uh, you know, a lot of people saw Birds of Prey for the first time. And they're like, it's bad. We we had the same experience. Mm -hmm. But the second time around, we're like, oh, it's not as bad as we thought. But still, you know, not great. Um, that movie is the worst. It is the worst. It's so bad. The pacing's terrible. And it's just, like, annoying is kind of what it is. Like, the action is cool, but you don't end up really caring for any of the characters. Like, it's just... You know, again, it comes down to that thing where I've always said in regards to Batman, people see it. They don't read it. Right. I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. they don't care. They basically, they don't care about the plot. They just care about like, oh, it's cool. Like, yay, awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, it's funny. Like I just saw Oppenheimer yesterday and uh, I saw this tweet going around where it, and it gives me the, the idea of how the audience general audience thinks. So there's this big thing that happens at the two hour mark. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's where you're just going to stop watching the movie. And But there's like, bro, uh, the, 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 the last hour of the movie has some very dramatic stuff happening. Like, you should be watching that part. And they're like, no, that's not important. And it's like, oh, so you don't give a fuck about story. You just give a fuck about, like, just visual shit. And that's how a lot of the GA thinks, I think. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people don't give a fuck about story. They're just like, oh, I just want to see some cool stuff. 
And I'm like, okay, well then it, it, as somebody who likes story, I just don't give a fuck about those people's opinions because I'm like, you don't care. As long as I make something cool, something go bing, bang, pow, like you're fine. You know, it's like a, you know, I I don't want to say it's like a child, but that's usually what children like, right? They just like the fancy flashing colors and like, Ooh, yay. You know? Uh, See, I feel like, I feel like uh, people that don't like story probably like hate bluey. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, Bluey sucks. Like, back in my day. You know what I mean? Dude, I watch Bluey every single day with my child. Yeah. Um, and it is surprisingly very, like, there is character in that show. Yeah. And I love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's not, like, mindlessly, like, Coco Melon. You know what I mean? Like, Coco Melon. Like, it's not that. Um, And I feel like that's just how I kind of separate people now. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, do you like Coco Melody or do you like Bluey? Let me know. Like, are you an intellectual or what? <laughs> no, but, uh, like, in regards, like, I, I just feel like that's how that movie was. Like, everybody just liked the cool stuff, and it just tried to play to just that audience, right? Granted, it made a shitload of money, so it's not yeah. bad to it's not bad to cater to that audience. And it but, won an Academy Award, an yeah. Oscar. Yeah, a lot of people are argue against that, but it happened. So it's all you can do. Like, cause I for, it went up against somebody like that had really good costume design. Yeah. So, uh, but it is what it is. Anyways, so yeah, I recommend if you guys have not seen that movie in a long time, go watch it because it is horrible in my opinion. But that is just my opinion. Uh, people that drop seven hundred million dollars over the course of the world uh, would probably argue differently. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just. I want to see David Ayer's vision because that first trailer is so much darker than the movie that we got. Like we didn't even get to see the scene where Joker is fighting in the tuxedo. Like that's the scene I want to see. Yeah. And that was the coolest shit. And we, I don't even think we got to see like, cause there's like this weird hallway scene where people in like big furry suits are like shooting guns and stuff like that. And the Joker's like had half of his face blown off and stuff. And yeah. that's what I want to see. I'm like, how did he get his face blown off? I'm assuming it's after the helicopter crashes yeah. and like he's injured or whatever. From, from what David has said throughout the years is that they're that they cut nearly 90% of the Joker scenes mm-hmm. um, from the original cut. Yeah. And like, I, I understand there might be some hesitation because I think during that time, the Joker may have already started to like be planned, be written and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So they're like, ah, we, because again, the old regime was like, ah, there can't be two Jokers. We can't do this. Like people are going to get confused, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So I'm, I'm sure the studio was like, Hey, we need to cut a majority of this Joker stuff, especially if there's no Batman. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just how these studio heads think. Um, So, I, I really want well to technically get... at the time there was a Batman. Ben Affleck yeah. wasn't off or anything like yeah. that. No, no, I I mean you only got to see Batman for the one scene of yeah. him chasing the Joker and then jumping into the mm-hmm. to uh the Gotham Bay. But like it's not like Batman is a majority of this film, so why would Joker be in the majority of this film? You know, mm, I feel okay. like that's how a lot of people probably thought about it, being the studio head and, and looking at this movie. Okay, I got you. Um and so for me, I think that uh, a lot of people, a lot of people shit on Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. Um, you know, the tattoos and everything. The growling. Uh, 
the the growl yeah everything a yeah. lot of people just hated his depiction of the joker before he even before they even saw his performance they're like mm-hmm. hey this joker sucks and i think we should at least give him the chance to actually show that performance yeah you didn't really get to see his performance in the theatrical cut you know yeah yeah uh but then you also have the other side of the coin that think he's the greatest joker of all time because he had one scene in the snyder cut yeah that thing did not help his case whatsoever yeah just letting people know yeah (laughs) so um i i have always been on team actor leto because person leto kind of weird yeah um so but i separate i'm able to separate the artist from the art um but leto is a fantastic actor and um i think he could have been an amazing joker but i think he just he needs to be reeled in is what it is he needs to have direction and i think air kind of just let him go a little too crazy um and that needed to change but you know it is what it is i still want to see his full performance he'll never be the joker again so um because from my understanding james gunn does not like him so they're dev- since they're recasting batman they'll recast joker there's no yeah. reason to keep um those two people around so i don't expect him to be back again but i'd still like to see his performance to see how it is and how it went but I don't know, man, because like my thing is, I don't know if um, if Suicide Squad, like the way it went down and got destroyed is the reason for Ayer's like fall off, because like Fury was so good. Fury was amazing. I don't know if Fury got a, a nominated for an Academy Award or not, but it was fantastic. And for him to like, I think Suicide Squad was after that. So we don't get to see his real Suicide Squad. And then he fell off hard with that Will Smith show or movie. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, there was the right. Will Smith movie on Netflix. And yeah. then there was also the Shia LaBeouf movie. Yeah, which I heard horrible things about. Yeah. So which Shia like tattooed his whole body for that film or something like that, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I I don't know how you fell off so hard. Like, I don't know what happened. But, like, I wonder if it's one of those things where you saw your creation get just utterly destroyed and you just lost the will to, like, make good shit because, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Um, granted, if you if Netflix gave you a show, you probably were able to do whatever you wanted. So, um, but I don't know. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, as for will we watch it? Or, I mean, we'll watch it if it comes out. But will we see it in our lifetime, essentially? I think you do not see this film. If it is going to happen, you don't see it until the 10 year anniversary. So 2026. Which that's not very long from now. It's three years. It's not. And it gives you time to start the DCU. Yeah. So people will see like, oh, Superman's out. Batman's out. uh, We'll probably have another Joker at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not. But yeah, um, I think it'll still be a little too early for that. But yeah, I do think that is the earliest. That'll be the perfect time to drop it, right? The 10-year anniversary. Because didn't the Superman movie come out like 20 years after the Reeves one or whatever? Like, or the one that the Donner Cut or whatever it was called? Yeah, the the Donner Cut came out in, tw- or in, in 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe uh, Superman came out in 86. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. 20 years or, or no, no, it's it's seventy eight. 
That's that's the whole thing. It's 78. So it would be uh, 30, the 30 year oh. anniversary. I think it was. Yeah, I think the 10 year anniversary is good enough. If not, even if you want to, I, I think 15 is just too long to hold it off for because he said it's done, right? Like it's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you just uh, I think 10 years be like, yo, David, look, we have to start this universe. We can't start this up again. 10 year anniversary. We'll do it like I think that's, that's cool. Right. But I also think you don't like you don't release it on like DVD or anything like that unless you know there's going to be a market for it. Uh, maybe you do like a special collector's edition that has to be like pre-ordered so you don't over, you know, overproduce them. Uh, but I think it goes straight to Max. You know, yeah, I think Air just wants it out. I don't think he cares how it's out. Yeah, so I, I, I think so, too. Uh, and I think for the most part, um, let's remember the, the Snyder Cut. There is a lot of debate on if it was truly that different story wise, mm -hmm. context wise and character development wise. I think, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. But story-wise not really no. and i think the same thing will go with the air cut there will be more character development there will be uh story devices that will have you be like oh so that's why it all played out the way it was yeah um and and we know uh that uh oh who was the character that turned into freaking uh the flame monster at the very end of the movie uh diablo diablo yeah, yeah. diablo uh he survived. That's one of the the big things that uh, David Ayer said, like right after the movie had come out theatrically. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, in my version, Diablo survived. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that he'd be able to overpower himself and survive. But uh, yeah. And I think there was also more like a hint of a relationship between Deadshot and Harley Quinn was probably in there. I think uh, there was also apparently a lot of Harley footage that got cut between her and Joker as well. Uh, yeah, still think that her costume was jack shit in that movie when they showed the uh, the OG costume. Mm -hmm. It just looked like pajamas. Like they could have spent more time on that. But uh, anyways, is what it is. I've seen cosplayers do a better job. Uh, but yeah, so I think if if it comes out, ten year anniversary is the earliest, so twenty twenty six, and I'd have it come out at the very end of the year. Um, so like Christmas time, so around there. Um. Because there, there, I don't think was there Christmas stuff in there. Did it snow or was it like I don't remember? Um, maybe it was raining. I don't remember. I don't think I it was Christmas. I don't think there was a Christmas scene in there. I think I'm thinking about when Batman goes after what's his name. I think it's in the snow. Um, when he goes after Deadshot. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is a scene probably like it's winter time. Yeah, it's a cold yeah. season. Should I say? So yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I would say for that particular thing um moving on from that well first of all we don't have this on our list but it is something we were talking about in the discord a lot of um stuff coming out coming out about wb the reason why they cut uh turner classic movies and stuff was to get bonuses for their executives yeah so uh you can assume that that's probably happening to a lot of studios right now i think like i don't know man I, I don't know what Disney right now is creating an AI team to see what they can do. Sonic the Hedgehog right now is going to film scenes that don't involve people right now. Um, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Now, granted, a lot of people are like, that's fucked up. But I'm like, I don't think they're going to be CGI in people. I think they're just creating Sonic's particular spots that they need. To yeah, CGI. I, I think that they'll 
because uh again this third movie will have tails knuckles sonic it'll probably mm-hmm. introduce more characters uh those aren't real creatures guys yeah it's all cgi um but i think in the discord i can't remember who posted it but i think they said that they will be creating ai mm-hmm. uh background characters um i wouldn't put it past them with that like yeah. main characters they'll probably want real actors mm-hmm. but as far as like your random civilians on the street in one scene I could see them attempt, hey, this is going to be our first movie where we're going to put AI in there. Yeah, yeah, that could be true. Um, I could see that. I think it was King that said that. But I don't know. I didn't read that part. I heard that they were going to just shoot, shoot film, like scenes that don't involve people in yeah. them. Because uh, part of that thing said that they were going to be, um, they were like waiting for the writer strike to be over so they can actually get people in there. You know what I mean? So I don't know if they want to ruin that whole thing. But yeah, not looking too great with all of that stuff. I love how Bob Iger, Disney CEO, is uh did a complete 180. And he's all like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in there and we're going to try to figure this out because we got to get it done. Yeah, and then this morning, mm-hmm. uh, somebody posted a screenshot of the stocks that Sony is losing out on um, mm-hmm. with this strike going on. And they are losing 70% of their profit margins Damn. with this strike going on. And they, this person stated, there is no way Sony, who has no streaming network at the time, has any reason to fall in line with the rest of the AMPTP uh, with a 68 to 70 drop in movie revenue. So, you know, they're losing business. Yeah. In, in every way. Mm-hmm. Like, you had your your hit with Spider-Man No Way Home, but you can't just say, hey, every four years we'll make a billion dollars. That's yeah. just not how those businesses work out. Can you can studio like let's say Stone Stony, uh let's say Sony is there and they're like, you know what? Bring in Fran Drescher, bring in the freaking screenwriters, actors, guild, whoever the leaders are, bring them in. What are your demands? Let's negotiate our studio to do work. Can that happen? Like if Sony is just straight up, we support y'all. We'll give into your demands so we can fucking work. Could they do it by themselves? Because if I'm Sony, I fuck over everybody else in Hollywood. I'm like, you know what? Let's talk. And I fuck over every other studio. So I become the big dog. I- I don't know. <laughs> I would do that. I would think of it like a, a sports team because the NFL and people like that will fuck over people. The Cleveland Browns biggest. Everybody hates the Cleveland Browns right now because one, they're the Browns, but they're also, they gave, unfortunately, we know this as, a, as being from Texas. We know that uh, the quarterback that they have now was involved in some very dis- disrespectful stuff in sexual yeah. assault allegations and all that kind of stuff like that. Again, allegations, but yeah, there's too many of them. So just going to say that. But they decided to give that guy $235 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed. So even if he gets hurt and his leg falls off, he gets all of that money. So crazy. That never happens in sports. And all the other owners are fucking pissed because now all the quarterbacks want that. They're like, yeah. oh, if that guy got it. I mean, that, like, I'm a good citizen. That guy's not. And he got all that money. <laughs> I want that. 
So they essentially fucked over the rest of the league because now quarterbacks are holding out for that type of money. Yeah. If I'm Sony, I pull a Cleveland Browns and I fuck over everybody because that means I get to get back to work. I get to start making all the movies. And if writers are like, well, I got an idea. Can I sell it to you? And they're like, sure. Like if, if Sony could do Oppenheimer, because the, the directors can work. So what if Sony's like, hey, Christopher Nolan, what's your next film, man? Oh, you need this amount of money? Done. Yes, but also... Uh, I know they have like contracts with other studios. but I'm They do have contracts with other studios. Uh, but recently, I don't know if we talked about this, uh, Zaslav apparently had a lunch with, uh, with Nolan. Mm-hmm. And basically was uh, brown nosing him and saying, hey, you want to come back? We'll give yeah. you any type of money contract you want. Uh, so yeah. I, I I think Nolan is snooty enough to be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, WB is the studio to be at. And that's where I want to be. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how. It's yeah, he, he probably is. But I mean, he left once and yeah. he probably wants to get work on his next project. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying, if he's a free agent. If he's a free agent, I just go to Sony and I'd be like, hey, man, like you can do whatever you want to do here. And also, can you just pick somebody to run our superhero division? Like, you know, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And uh, I would just do that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think if I was a studio like that, because Sony's never been a top dog, never been a top dog. They've made good mm-hmm. films. It's only Spider-Man, really. And they have like a lot of like movies you would never think of that were produced by Sony that were pretty good. But it's it's Spider-Man. Everybody knows that. And then anime. Like, they just, they're yeah. the anime kings. But I think at that point, I think you hire, I think you just, you fuck everybody over. That's what I would do. I, I would just fuck over the rest of the studios. Because, like, A24 has agreed to their demands, and they're making movies. Yeah. So I don't understand why well, other I, see, corporations could. For me, I, I would be very interested if, like, because if Sony is a part of the uh, what's it called the AMPTP, mm-hmm. like can they just leave the AMPTP and be like, hey, we will give y'all the fair wages that y'all want, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start making indie movies and go mm-hmm. on the same line as A twenty four and all the other studios. Yeah, see, I guess I really don't know that part of the world. Um, yeah, you know, neither do like, I. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know if they can do that, you know? Yeah, like, hmm. I'm curious on how that works exactly. I'm assuming, like, obviously the unions, like, oh, you got to meet these conditions and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you just want to do things on your own if you have the money? Are they getting better? Like, uh, there's got to be a reason they're there. Is it because... Maybe it's because they can't get certain actors if they're not. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But again, if you branch off and do it on your own, I'm assuming the guild and everybody can work with whoever they want because they're like, oh, our actors are part of our guild. So as long as you follow these rules, you're fine. Yeah. Unless there's specific things in there like, oh, only the people in this group can work with this group. Um, Which wouldn't make sense to me because I feel like those A24 movies have had some big actors in them before. So, you know, I don't know how that would work. But yeah, like I'm saying, I think if you're if you're a studio and you have that ability, I say fuck Hollywood. If I'm Sony, at least, because Sony, you know, that's based out of Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, they probably want to try to get a bigger market and be, you know, be one of the top dogs. That's how you do it, man. I'd also I would go to some of these directors and be like, hey, have you ever thought about doing animation? 
Like we have some of the greatest animation studios in the world. Do you have a story you'd want to tell? Like I would love a Nolan animation movie. Like imagine like anime style art. I'm talking about like UFO Tabo, fucking Mappa, but with a Nolan story behind it. Like an hour. Well, Nolan would probably be like four hours, but I'm just saying like an hour and a half, well, two I mean, hour movie. Freaking Zack Snyder did that owl movie and it was epic. You know, people love the mm-hmm. fuck out of that movie. So I could I could see it happening. Yeah. Uh, I had no interest in seeing a movie about owls. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't watch that movie, but I'm talking <laughs> about like an anime. Like I'll watch an anime like yeah. that. Animal movies. I feel like I just have no interest in them. Like that stupid dog movie that's coming out. That's a rated R. Oh, yeah. Like, that, oh, cause that it's funny because they're dogs, you know. Yeah. I don't care about any of that. Uh, I feel like those movies were cool when I was young. I'll still watch the fuck out of uh, the. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting. I'm literally blinking the names. The the chipmunks that go on adventures. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would rescue uh, rangers. Yeah, I'd go watch the fuck out of them. I know they came out with a new movie that has a lot of references to a bunch of other it's, shit. Uh, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I saw it. Uh, it's it's weird because. For me, whenever I see Chippendale, I always mm. think of the original voice actors for Chippendale. Mm. But these these actors for Chippendale is John Mulaney and the dude that does the voice for Sonic. So it's like it's very different, you know. Do you think with AI now, people, you know how people mod games? Do you think people will start modding movies? Like I could see it happening. You go back and you mod they mod every Batman movie with Kevin Conroy's voice. Like, I could see it. Yeah, because like I think some animation movies would probably get better. If like, I I think I think there's people out there who have already done it for animation movies. Like all those yeah. movies that don't have Kevin Conroy's voice, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've thrown his voice in there already. Yeah, because I would if you go back and replace the Chippendale, the original voice actors with the new ones, and just have them read that dialogue. I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, it'll happen eventually. That's probably going to just be a new market eventually. They're going to be like, they're going to pay for the rights of the person's voice, and they'll be like, we're just going to go superimpose it over old. Well, movies. they they've already done that with some people. James Earl Jones has already signed off his voice to Lucasfilm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll see. Uh, I want to see how that gets. Uh, I mean, it's super disrespectful to like John Mulaney and them, but fuck them. I'd rather have the originals. Uh, anyways, moving on from AI talk, and that's—I mean—we're nearing October, man. Like yeah. it's August already. We got well, we got September, and then we're there when they're supposed to start talking. Um, but I wonder—I don't know. I because if we still wait till October, you got two months before Superman's supposed to start filming. So mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, uh, moving on from that, let's talk about. Uh, something that is in the works right now that is, you know, going to come out before Superman, and that is Creature Commandos. Uh, a small little update for this Creature Commandos stuff. Also, I know David um, Harbor. Uh, he doesn't like to be called Hopper. I just read a... I mean, he doesn't mind being called Harper. He doesn't. He just doesn't want to be known as Hopper from Stranger Things Forever. Um, but he uh, he talked about how he didn't know anything about this script. And he read it, and he said it was one of the best things, and he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. So everybody keeps saying it's funny. So curious on what that's going to be like. Yeah, like whenever I saw the art for Creature Commandos, mm-hmm. uh, 
I thought it would be a little bit on like a little bit of a serious tone, but maybe some funny aspects because again, like Weasel is still going to be a character that's in there. And you have some of these wacky characters that are, are joining together anyway. So I think that it, it can't be super serious all the time. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see how it plays overall. Um, but I hope that it's not too silly, you know, yeah, uh, to take me completely out of it. I agree. I agree. And yeah, so the update, if I'm not mistaken, is that James Gunn has confirmed that it's seven episodes. Yes, it's seven episodes. Uh, all the voice recordings uh, for the series has already been completed. Uh, uh, and it, it was worth noting that because of the strike, everybody yeah. was thinking like, oh, well, because animators don't mm-hmm. have a union at the time. Does that mean like the entire production is still going on? And are people, you know, being scabs and all of this stuff? And he's yeah. like, no, 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 chill out. Like the voice, you know, the voiceover stuff was already done with. We're animating it now, whatever. Um, so they are saying this will definitely, uh, this was definitely worth noting due to the ongoing strikes uh, could have delayed, uh, caused a delay in production. But clearly it's not. Yeah. Uh, there could be a, uh, push and delay if there is something wrong with the script if they're wanting to change anything there could be a delay with that um but since everything seems to be good to go i think this is going to be one of the first productions that we can see for this new dc universe uh Mm. for sure in the sense of like not delaying interesting um yeah i mean i'm very curious on how it's uh how it's all going to be did you see that um writers are eventually uh, like practically fighting with animators right now or vfx artists on twitter you see that because of that guy the guy that used to do that show he's like the hit one of the like figures of the strike right now adam ruins everything that guy oh yeah Uh, yeah. he came out and said that hit so it's kind of taken out of context or he didn't say it clearly enough but he's pissed that like a lot of animators or like a lot of uh, studios are just sending, um, you know, animations to other countries and then they're just getting it done for really cheap. And that's why movies look like shit nowadays. And like all the superhero movies look like shit. He was all VFX used to be something that people were amazed by, but now it's just like the quickest way to do something. And then they just don't give a shit, you know? And so a lot of animators are taking uh, offense to that. And they're like, dude, do you know? And the, the VFX people are starting to say, like, do you know how many shitty scripts that we have to fix in post because they're so shitty or whatever? So they're kind of going at each other. Like, the animators are really mad, especially with them trying to get a union going right now. Um, they're like, we're tired of this, like, you know, people using us for cannon fodder and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think animators and VFX artists, I don't know if they fall under the same thing, but they should just join together. Because I don't know if that's the same thing. Because VFX is different than animation, in my opinion. Yes, it is. But I do think that there are similarities in the process of creating those things. I think they should. Um, Not like I do think there is a lot of skill for each individual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, there's enough similarities that you could, you know, make a union for VFX and animation yeah yeah i because the thing i see is like hmm, 
I could see a pot. Like, I don't want to say it's ever positive for studios to back away from something. Like, if they're like, oh, y'all got a union, we're not going to use you as much. I think this is one of those rare instances where if a studio did that, it might be for the better because practical effects are way better yeah. in a movie, in my opinion. And I think if if that forces it to be like, oh, we're only going to pick and choose when we use animation, then animation should be 10 times better. You know what I mean? You would think because they're not overstressed anymore. Yeah. Like Marvel and stuff like that. You think that everything would look better. Um, but unfortunately, that means less work for, well, you would assume less work for um, the animators and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I've always been more of a practical effects person, especially after seeing Oppenheimer. Because uh, apparently there's no CGI in that at all. Well, like so. the, when you say that it would probably lose work for animators and VFX artists and stuff like that. One thing that I've noticed with this shift in entertainment mm -hmm. is one of the big things. If you look at the animation for cartoons. Yeah. I think it all started with the Adventure Time. Yeah. That type of artistic style took over the market when it mm -hmm. came to animation um on tv uh yeah. and streaming services not necessarily uh movies but like that's where you got like there was a thundercats reboot that didn't last very long because people mm -hmm. hated the animation for it then there was uh the aquaman show the aquaman show rick and morty like it all kind of stems from the same type of animation yeah and for me if you go the practical uh, uh, effects route, mm -hmm. then you would then get a wide variety of animation everywhere else. You would hope. That's what I would hope. Yes. Yeah. Because like we could have that wide variety right now, but it's studios don't want to pay. Yeah. So, they and, wanna... and they realized how cheap it was for this yeah. one type of animation. They're just like, hey, this is what we want. And we're seeing the same thing going on in gaming right now, too, is why we're getting a bunch of remakes. Like, a remaster is fine. I don't mind a remaster. Uh, no, remake. I'm a remake. Remake. I am very ticked off about what happened with Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody because should all the game. data mines were like, oh, Red Dead is coming to the PS5. Like, yeah. it's going to be amazing. And I'm like, dude, I've never played the original. This is awesome. I will yeah. definitely pick it up. And it's a port for the PS4, not even for the PS5. Yeah. They didn't even ramp up the effects to be uh, a PS5 port. And I'm just like, you lost me. Like, Rocksteady, yeah. what's wrong with you, man? Well, like, it's not even them, Rockstar. Rockstar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not even them, though. That's the thing. They hired the same company that did that awful GTA, like, uh, collections port that looked like mobile graphics. Oh, They hired yeah. that same company. So God they did the damn. port. Um, my thing is, is I'm not going to buy it because, one, $50 is ridiculous for a 10-year-old game. Yes. Um, I mean, Last of Us says hello, but yes. But that was a complete remake. If I'm not mistaken, they remade the whole game, didn't they? For the PS5, yes. Yes. But how many additions did they make for the PS3 and PS4? Before oh, the yeah. PS5 version. Were they always $50? Yeah, they were always full price. My game's really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. Uh, I, I, but I don't think I ever... 
I think I originally played it as a re- I don't know, man. It's so long ago. Because because what it, what happened was it was PS3, mm-hmm. then it was uh, PS3 Greatest Hits. Well, okay, here is Last of Us ten years old though when it got a port though. That's the thing. Because we're porting uh, a ten plus year old game. So so no no no. So I believe audience, please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the original Last of Us was 2013 or 2014. Uh-huh. Oh, so it that's that it's getting into the next generation. It's 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 going to the next generation, yes. Yeah. But it was a full price game. Now, if you purchased a PS5, mm-hmm. one of the big things was if you got a PlayStation Plus, you go to the greatest hits section of the PlayStation Plus category. And you can download the PS4 version of Last of Us for free. Mm-hmm. So uh, they still have that available to anybody and everybody. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can still play the game. Yeah. I want to eventually get the PS5 version, especially with, I mean, it's delayed now, but season two of Last of Us is going to be coming out, you yeah. know, eventually. And I still need to play that game. So, oh, dude, the second fucking game is fantastic. <laughs> um, I've heard that they're gonna make season two. I two heard seasons. they're gonna, yeah, or or, or of Last story. of Us two into two seasons. There's yeah. a lot of story. It's two different stories in that one game. That's why. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I think that's great. I still haven't seen that show, um, but like that that one, I don't mind as much as a fucking ten because I think Red Dead came out on PS3. So, like, it totally even skipped for. Yeah, it was on PS3. So, yeah. like, I don't think that's worth $50. Get Like, Last of Us was very fresh. Like, especially if you bought a new system and you don't you don't want to buy a PS3. I'm like, okay, it's fairly close to the release. It makes sense. It's probably, it wasn't even on Greatest Hits yet because it probably was still selling like crazy. Yeah. Um, But $50 for a port of a PS3 game is insane to me. I would pay 20 maybe 25 but you know it, it, it gets down to that conversation from back in our day yeah uh and you still and you still see this but uh i think there was also like a study on this recently mm-hmm. like games that came out before the ps3 yeah are harder and harder to find mm-hmm. and that's for every console not just playstation that on any console yeah and so uh famously i think uh, you look at games like Marvel versus Capcom 2. You look at the original uh, Final Fantasy 7. You look at all of the original Pokemon games. Those things go for like almost $100, if not yeah. more. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of that conversation. Like, is it worth the purchase? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, with the digital versions of those games, it's like, is it really worth the $50? yeah well it also we live in a world of emulators too where you can just Mm -hmm. get it through an emulator and a lot of people are like oh don't do that i'm like well i mean they're taking advantage of us so like why not take advantage of them i'm all for supporting certain things but the things that really piss me off are like right now i've mentioned this on the podcast uh i'm really tired of not being able to find the fucking season six of the walking dead i have tried to do it the right way and go to every different streaming service, not there. Went to, I literally signed up for AMC Plus. They didn't have their f- own fucking show, which blows my mind. 
they didn't have season six of the walking dead they had season eight the final season but they didn't have season six and i'm like this is your fucking show how do you not have the whole series luckily it was a free trial so i didn't have to pay for that shit but um yeah i could not find it anywhere the only thing i could do if i want to is go through an illegal channel to find it and i'm like dude I'm looking at it now. Season six, episode one, first time again. I can watch free on Pluto TV. I think I signed, I downloaded Pluto, but it didn't necessarily work. I'd have to check. But I haven't tried Pluto TV at all. I know that my Roku has it, but yeah. I've never even tried it before. I want to see. I've signed up for a lot of those that say they have it and they don't. Or sometimes Even they Netflix? have like one episode. Netflix doesn't have that at all. Netflix has the yeah. original show, not God, Fear. Damn. Hulu had Fear. I was half. Oh, was... you fe- you mean Fear the Walking Dead? That's Fear the I Walking did. Dead. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. No, the Walking Dead. You can watch that plenty of places. But I'm talking about Fear. You can't find Fear anywhere. Like you can buy every episode if you want to do that, but that's stupid. Oh yeah, it says uh, YouTube TV subscription. Yeah. Uh, that is. Not a uh, it, it has commercials. YouTube yeah. TV has commercials. Um, I don't mind commercials, that's how I was watching it with Hulu. It says it's on the Roku channel, AMC, AMC Plus, and that's you said that they, they, they don't have it. You that's have to wild. buy them, you have to buy them, which I think is ridiculous. So it's at that point, it's like you are pushing consumers to steal your content, you know what I yeah. mean? And I also agree, like, with the idea of a show that you cannot find that's up for grabs. If you don't have it, if you don't have a way for people to access it at all, yo, that uh, people can just pirate that shit. Because, like, that's up to you. Like, there's the one thing that I was really mad, and I hate that Japanese studios do this because they're leaving money on table, is I was so into Bunny Girl Senpai. Rasko doesn't believe in Bunny Girl Senpai or whatever. Um, I was so into that show. I could not find the fucking movie anywhere. To buy. I was like, I want to buy this movie. I want to own it. I want it. Couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, all right. I had to watch it somewhere. And that's how I had to watch it. That was before it was like on streaming services and stuff like that. But because I think it's on. I think Crunchyroll recently got a bunch of movies that they didn't have before. Could be wrong. But like, you know, it's like, bro, y'all got to put this out there. Like consumers want this. They'll pay for shit. But you can't. You can't fuck them over. Like, you know. We spend money on stupid shit. I just spit $60 on a I'm Ken enough jacket because I wanted it so bad. Because that shit was great. Abby, you know? Abby put it, Abby put it on the list for Christmas stuff. So I'm hopefully getting it okay, when it's you cold. You might want to look at it now because the last time I checked, they only had one size left. God damn. Yeah. So Jesus. you might want to check. Um, okay. because okay. I don't know if it's considered a collectible or not. Because it's sold through the official Mattel creators website. Oh no. So I the thing is, is I when it comes to jackets and hoodies, like in shirts, I'm a medium, but I don't like how big hoodies are in mediums. So I usually go small. So I bought yeah. a small. So if the small doesn't fit, I'm fucked. <laughs> so I'm just like, damn. Uh granted, I can only wear that like once. In, in the state we live in. So, like... For real. There's you know? going to be one day where we can yeah. wear it. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I'm going out, guys. <laughs> you know, I got to show everybody my jacket. But, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. People want to buy shit. So, I think it's stupid when 
studios take advantage of consumers like that. Yeah. So I'd recommend if you're listening to this podcast still, even though there hasn't been much Batman, which this goes out to Batman too. If they make Batman games that are shitty, don't buy them. Like, don't yeah. buy them. Yeah. I didn't buy I mean, Gotham which Knights. Is, which, is, which is why, I mean, I was a sucker. And I, yeah. I was like, I have to at least try it to see if it's mm-hmm. good. There was fun aspects. It just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and it's what we're doing with Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. and I think I think that uh again, it's rock steady. That's rock steady. Okay. Yes. Rock steady is going to have a rude awakening. Because mm-hmm. there I think there will definitely still be the people like myself that that were suckered into Gotham Knights that are just yeah. like, oh, it's a DC game, I have to buy it. There will be plenty of those people, but I do think that there has been such an outrage for this battle pass type of video gaming yeah that people are like we've had enough and like i said last episode you know the creators of boulder gate boulders gate 3 has said like hey we can evolve the way gaming is mm-hmm. and the studios have said hey don't look at that game as the next best thing because it's yeah. it's asking too much of us yeah. that's stupid i'm sorry like I, I know people are scared to be the next uh 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 what was uh the Project Red game uh, oh, um Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Yeah. like I know studios are afraid to be the next Cyberpunk mm-hmm. but you need to take the risk if yeah. you can show hey we're making this cool game it's gonna take four years to make we're not gonna rush it people will be willing to buy that yeah. game. I that Boulder's Gate, all I see is just like penis modification and stuff. In People that game. are super horny in that game. Yeah, dude. yeah. I don't like. Can you like fucking that game or what? What's yeah, the yeah. okay? Like, like it. Like you, you can fuck a bear. You can fuck a <laughs> demon. Like it's, 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 uh, it's uh, wild. That is crazy. So that's not a stream game, is it? Can I guess you could probably do stream the non-stream aspects or the non-explicit access? Yeah, like stuff? people stream it. Like, oh, but I, I, I don't know if it's like like ass in in face type of thing you know yeah uh but like the game is super freaking horny like if you've ever seen or people or 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 have the idea of what D &D is yeah that's what this game is like okay it's very the dice it's crazy yeah it's oh really yeah oh wow it has a dice comes up on the screen you Mm -hmm. click it and it rolls and it's rng it's random number generated and so huh. any outcome can happen. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'd have to check. Because like you could play games like Conan on Twitch. Yeah. I mean, I played Last of Us, and there's a sex scene in Last of Us. Yeah. So like, I don't know what... like. You can't play the spicy, spicy games on Twitch. Like, I know those are banned. Like, I couldn't play House Party if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious on games like that. But the thing is, like, fantasy games can lose me very quickly. So I'm just like, mm, you know, so I want to play Elden Ring because the boss battles look so good. I just fucking hate that you have to read so much. Yeah. It's like, I hate fucking reading in games sometimes. I'm just like, bro, I don't care. Resident Evil. I've never read all those notes you pick up. <laughs> I, pay, I, pay for, I pay for it later, but like I'd never read that shit. Uh, anyways, that's enough gaming talk because the last thing we have to talk about is this show that's possibly going to be about the Snyder Cut which is called The Franchise. Um, I just heard about this yesterday because you posted it in the Discord. Um, but yeah, what's what is what's going on with this? 
So it is uh, a show that is going to be, it, it says the series follows chaos behind the scenes of a superhero movie. Uh, Himesh Patel and Aya Cash will be the two leads for the series. And immediately after this news came out, there has been a lot of people that are like, hmm, HBO, mm-hmm. WB, the Snyder Cut. Um, and a lot of people have started to connect the dots. Now, is that initially what this is going to be? We have no clue, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of followed what happened. Yeah. Um, because I think anybody and everybody would be, if they made a documentary of the Snyder cut, if WBD legitimately let people make a documentary and it was a true tell all. Of what mm-hmm. happened, people would legitimately watch that documentary. Yeah. People who hate the Snyder Cut and people who love the Snyder Cut, I think, genuinely want to know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if they can do it without outing some of their own uh, executives and things like that, mm-hmm. why not make yeah. money off of it? And that's what they're doing here. Yeah, I don't see this if it is gonna be focusing on the the Snyder cut unless they make the director that is um you know hosting or you know whoever the director is gonna be in this unless they make him the hero of the show this is gonna go over very badly I think so yeah because the Snyder cut people unless it goes very favorably unless like HBO Max is showing that the executives are the villains in this movie um it's going to go badly. And I think this is this seems like the most Hollywood thing ever, though. Well, and the thing is, um, I don't know if you followed uh, any of the mess that was the idol. Yeah, I I'm not going to lie. I was all like because everybody was like, oh, it's, it's just all sex and sex and sex. And I was like, let me see. And I checked out one episode. I was like, this looks boring. So so it is the lowest rated Max TV show yeah. ever. Um, it didn't look great. It it did not do great for all episodes. Yeah. They were all and it wasn't even like people were review bombing it. Mm-hmm. It had hardly any reviews. It was boring. People didn't like the direction it was going. Yeah. It apparently was supposed to be, hey, executives are the bad guys. And mm-hmm. it turned into this like sex machine type of thing. Yeah. Um well the main creator left, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh and from what I've heard, it essentially was like uh, kind of very stereotypical Hollywood is like, yeah. oh, you know, a man comes in, creates this thing and hey, it needs more sex. It needs yeah. more nudity. It needs more this. OK, now we've made gold and yeah. it turned out to be shit. Yeah. Nudity can work, but like it's got to be one tasteful and it's got to mm-hmm. actually be a part of the story. Yeah. Like. There are things, like, I will always say this. One of the best, like, nude scenes I've ever seen, Desperado. Selma Hayek, I was like, yo, dude, when I was a kid, I was like, yo, this is great. Like, but it's, like, a passionate thing between the two characters that have been through some shit, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas this is just like, oh, yeah, I'm an executive director. Like, oh, yeah, get naked. This is part of the show, you know what I mean? Granted, that happens in Hollywood, but you got to tell me, you got to show me that this character, she's going to, like, 
end up hating this or you know she's gonna end up being like oh i'm so like this is ruining my career you know well, kind of apparently like what ended up happening was uh they made it they made it to where the girl was actually the villain the entire time yeah, and uh that. the weekend uh was the actual victim yeah of of the show uh which did not go over well with a lot of people yeah, I only know about what happened in the show because Moist Critical reviewed it and I'm just talking about how terrible it was. Because the show ends like on episode seven or something like that, like way before an actual finale should happen. And they just force the finale and then they just like time skip or some shit. And it's just Oof. like, what? Yeah, it's like fucking crazy weird. Um, but yeah, no, that is awful. Like you could make a show out of the Snyder drama, 100%. Yep. Um, you could make a really good show out of the Snyder drama. My thing is, I just don't think it's going to go over well because I just get the vibe. It's somebody that's at WB that was like, oh, dude, fucking Zack Snyder caused so much drama at this place. What if we made a show about it? And that's how we get back at him. Like, that's the vibe I get. And I'm like, that's a worst way to make a show. It is. Um, And honestly, I think if it because. Again, I think that a documentary would work over so much better. Mm. But with a show, there's going to be like, even if it's not about the center cut, you're going to have hundreds of people. Oh, this is about Zack Snyder because yeah. this person did this. Oh, and this person is basically Ray Fisher. And he's like, they're making him the villain. Well, yeah. man, what racist? And like, it's going to be all over Twitter. Yeah. You know what I would do? I would, for that particular show, I'd ask David Lindelof to write it, and I'd have Zack Snyder direct it. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look, we're going to have Lindelof write the scripts. If you like it, you can direct it, and then have him come in, because then at that point, how can anybody be mad? Because he signed off on it. Yeah. You know? That's what I would do. I, that would never happen unless you no. backed up the you know dump trucks. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, that would be crazy. Lindelof, though, I don't know what he's working on anymore. But like, I still think he should do Watchmen again. But he just he was like, nope. I just walked away from greatness. Like that sucks. I want to see another season of that. Um. Anyways, yeah. So we'll see. I I could see the franchise being like that one show though. Um. That was just with the weekend that I saw this like, clip from that when they were like at a pool and they were talking to executives they are like, what's Rolling Stone? Is that like an old person magazine? Well, no, and, like, that was that was the response video. Like it, it was from the episode. Yeah. But when initial reviews came out and mm -hmm. the initial review was from Rolling Stones. Yeah. So they shared that clip to be like, oh, huh. we knew that people would talk shit about this. And yeah. we just know that this is going to be a great show. And it ended up not being. A yeah, great show. it was funny, though, because like I heard a podcast talking about it and and a lot of the Internet was like, nobody talks like that. And then on this podcast, it was a group of dudes that live in L.A. They're like, everybody in L.A. talks like that. They were like, if you have ever, <laughs> ever talked to like an influencer executive guy, they fucking talk like that. And so he was like, so I don't think it's unrealistic. The show just seems like it's acted badly. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because acting does, you know, I think there is a lot of dialogue that certain actors can hit and not a lot of other actors can. So yeah, it's all about sure. delivery, right? So it is what it is. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's enough rambling for us. That's 
essentially everything we got. We included a bunch of other random stuff that we didn't uh, have on the list to talk about. But we're going to move over to viewer questions now, ladies and gentlemen. And we have uh, two in the Discord. Uh, the first one comes from King. Since we have the Elseworlds for standalone projects, is there a chance for the Snyderverse to continue? Because I don't think so. Um, I mean, the air cut is technically part of the Snyderverse. It, it is part of the Snyderverse. Uh, one thing that David Ayer has kind of teased and let us know is that it had a little bit more fluidity with Zack Snyder's Justice League. The idea of parademons and like teasing Darkseid. So technically, if David Ayer's movie does come out, that is continuing in some sort of fashion, the Snyderverse. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I would see from the Snyderverse, because remember, you you cannot, you just can't give that man a budget anymore. Like, it's just, yeah. he's so insane. If I was going to have Zack Snyder do one Elseworld movie, I'm like, look, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to give you $100 million, and all you're going to get is I want you to make a Nightmares film. And that's it. It's yeah. going to be in that fucking, you know, uh, New Mexico style a grading color that you like to use. And then it's going to be fucking, you know, just Batman in this suit, you know, with a trench coat. And it's going to be all practical effects. We're not going to do CGI. We're not going to do anything crazy. You have to do it this way. And you just film it like that. You just go yeah. to like some like, you know, run towns and film and, and shit. And honestly, a lot of people I think would love because that Batman suit was the most talked about thing. Yeah. When BVS came out was yeah. oh like trench coat batman looks fucking awesome mm -hmm. um freaking tom king's run got trench coat batman yeah. uh freaking the toys sold like freaking hotcakes like i i think it would i think it would make a lot of money yeah you do that but you just can't give him a big budget you'd be like no 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 no. if you run out you run out you're fucked and that's your film if we gotta fucking do stick figures for the rest of it that's on you you know um, or you just have somebody that's like right there, like just counting the receipts. No, 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 Zach. Sorry. That's too much. Can't do that. Can't do that. Smack on the yeah, hand yeah. every single time. Nope. Like, don't do it. <laughs> it's insane how he goes over budget. I would hate to see his budget for Netflix. Like that thing's got to be insane. His Star yeah. Wars, like that's nuts. Um, moving on from that, uh, Arwit says, thoughts on Reverse Flash being the Snyder versus Big Bad? I didn't hear this at all. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, the idea that Reverse Flash is the one that's manipulating everything to kind of, quote unquote, go wrong in the Snyderverse. Um, I think that it is a uh, it's a it's a very easy answer. Mm -hmm. in my mind like yeah oh people hated the snyderverse well it was because it was it's not supposed to be like that it's it's yeah. an in-story reason and the reverse flash did it all mm -hmm. you know it, yeah. it i think it's a little too easy to just throw that name out there yeah it's like the tom king mentioned everybody when something messes up in a comic it's dr manhattan you know yeah so um yeah, no, I've, I haven't heard of that. Granted, I mute everything that is Snyderverse, apparently. Or not apparently, I do. Um, but I mute everything on Twitter. Just FYI, if you guys follow me on Twitter and for some reason you're just like, why am I blocked? I'm like, oh, that's I block everybody. You talk about the Snyderverse too much. <laughs> it's either that or like I searched your profile for whatever reason and you said the dumbest shit. And I'm just like, yeah, I got to block this person. 
Um, don't ever take my Twitter seriously when it comes to blocking because I just block. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I just block it. Uh, anyways, moving on to the YouTube. We got Moncray. If Batman were made by, what male villain would make most sense for him to hook up with regularly? So it would have to be an anti-hero. He wouldn't hook up with a villain. Harley Quinn, bam. Yeah, no, that's I mean Harley Quinn's a woman, but um it would have to be like somebody like a Harley Quinn, I should say. So it can't be Joker, can't be Two Face, can't be any of the big bads. It would have to be like Kite Man. I, well, either Kite Man or I think it would uh be Ghostmaker. That seems too easy because he's already like all he wants Batman so bad. But he's also, yeah. I mean, I guess he's technically an anti-hero because he would kill. Um Death and stroke. I I think that's the whole reason, like why there's so many people that want it to happen because it's just right there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but that's especially especially with Chip Zdarsky's The Night, uh, story with that guy that is basically Ghostmaker. Um, I think it is Ghostmaker. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't that remember was such either. a horrible. Nobody cares story. about that story. Um, but there was those windows. Uh, with that one issue that was like, hey, you know, if this he, ever happened, he did technically make out with Rachel Ghoul. He was just in his daughter's body. Yeah. So, but that'd be kind of weird too, because then he's <laughs> banging his son's grandfather. That's oh. just oh, <laughs> oh Craig, dude. The situations you're making over here, dude. Um, I'm just gonna go kite man, cause hell yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really care uh because he wouldn't hook up with villains like it's just not the case the only reason he hooks up with catwoman is because he sees the good in her and she just steals yeah. he's always like yeah. i'll just buy it like you know yeah so that's kind of how that works uh let's see eduardo de la cruz uh remember the time when you tried to shit quietly and ended up shitting your pants in the gym no uh it was it, it wasn't <laughs> yours barry uh and it was who would win dr fate versus dr doom Clayface versus mystique Cyborg versus Ultron. So Ultron? it's kind of powerful. Doctor Fate versus Doctor Doom. Um, I think it would be Fate. Yeah. Um, Doctor Doom has had a lot of things happen to him in comics. Uh, he became a version of Iron Man at one point. Um, he has had the Gauntlet before the Infinity Gauntlet. He has messed with magic before. He has literally done everything under the sun when it comes yeah. to comics uh but i think dr fate is just so powerful uh and sometimes omnipotent um yeah. that i think dr fate would win yeah um if i'm not mistaken mystique can actually use the powers of the people she turns into right or no that is one thing that i have not been able to like every like every single time i read a mystique comic or, yeah. or a comic with mystique in there mm -hmm. i never see her use those powers so mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you you know we for the sake of this battle we will assume she can't and if that's the case i would go clayface i think uh overall i think clayface has the body mass yeah if he really wanted to just suffocate her yeah he well my thing is if she could use the powers i would own a mystique because of the people yeah. she could take over or yeah. become, you know. But for this, if she can't use the powers, I would go Clayface. 
as for Cyborg versus Ultron, like just from I know very little about both characters. I have like a, an idea of both of them, but I don't know like their hardcore histories. I would go Ultron. Yeah, Ultron, because uh, he's a big bad. He so. is a big bad, and if you go all the way back to uh, the actual Ultron story in comics with Brian mm-hmm. Michael Bendis, um, it was fucking crazy at like a like it was a whole like time travel type of story yeah. like into the future it like it went wild like it was better than U- the movie it was better than yeah. the movie um ultron took over the fucking world yeah um and i just don't think cyborg has that capability yeah um there was a really cool moment in uh metal I will mm-hmm. say for for Cyborg, there was like, and you called it very cheesy at the moment. But when I read it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like when he became like Cyborg One Thousand, yeah. Um, he he has the capability of becoming really really powerful with technology. Mm-hmm. But even let's say his evil version, um, I can't remember his name. Uh, but even he, like he he can only do so much he's not a brother eye if you were to do brother eye versus ultron i think yeah. that would be a more fair fight than cyborg versus ultron yeah uh so yeah i would go with those uh lexus barretta says would you rather see aflac bats versus keaton villains bell bats versus aflac villains keaton bat versus bell villains hmm. hmm this is interesting this is an interesting question yeah. um uh, I think, for, well, for one, Bale bats versus Affleck villains, Bale would die. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sorry, it just that that would happen. Um, I think like in Affleck bats versus Heaton villains, I think they would just die in a more brutal way than they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah although i do feel like affleck's batman fits well with like the campy joker mm-hmm. because joker should be campy like that at times yeah. um keaton bats versus bale villains now the problem with that one is we have a new version of keaton and this new version of keaton can beat the shit out of those villains yeah so i think so- but here's the question. Mm-hmm. And I've never really thought about this. Think of Heath Ledger. Yeah. And think of all the Batman. Who would mm-hmm. you see? Who would you like to see Heath Ledger's Joker really go up against? I feel like probably, but, you know, but that's not part of this. No, so. it, it, the the Bale villains aren't against yeah. Affleck at all. But in my mind, if that's the case, Keaton's new version is more like Affleck. So true, I think. True. So I think Keaton Batman, yeah, versus Heath Ledger Joker would mm-hmm. be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably go Keaton Bats versus Bale villains. Yeah, go yeah. with that. Uh, moving on to Jason Todd. What if Superman landed in Themyscira? Are we talking about like baby Superman? Yeah. So uh, if you guys didn't see the new short that we dropped, um, it was my short on uh, uh, Superman speeding bullets where 
uh, Kal-El of Krypton crash landed outside of Gotham and was uh, raised by the Wayne family. Here, uh, what if Superman landed in Themyscira? This is a very interesting take because, I mean, the big thing is like, there's no, that's man's world and this is Themyscira, you know? Yeah. Um, I would be very curious because like the big thing with uh with Wonder Woman uh, mm. at the end of the New 52 Justice League run yeah uh Darkseid's wife I can't remember her name was uh the Mm-hmm. and she was outcast but she was there the night that Diana was born and Diana had a twin brother we see mm-hmm. him a lot in Rebirth. So there was at one point a child son on the mascara. So yeah. I do think like they I, I I don't know the full story of Diana's brother. So I need to go mm-hmm. back to see what happened to him if they completely out outcasted him at birth. Because if so, then that's probably what would happen with so if I remember the new 52 run, uh, it was revealed that men are actually born on Themyscira, but they're sent down to like Hades to work on weapons and stuff. God damn. Superman being one of Hades henchmen. Yeah. Something like that. that well, they go terrifying. work with It's not necessarily Hades, but it's the guy that makes the weapons. Whoever his yeah. name is. He has uh, a very, like, I, I, I can't remember name. his name, but still like yeah. him being, a a soldier of a god probably yeah like that would be kind of terrifying yeah so um so that would basically happen but i mean in the new ways like i mean you could also say that like if he fell from the sky and they saw it they would probably think he's a gift from the gods so you know i don't know how that would work so um pretty crazy but yeah i don't know i mean depending on what what era you're going with he'd get treated differently uh, Clay says, "What uh, what would make the most fans walk out of a Batman? Okay, what would make the most fans walk out of a Batman movie most? Uh, them using Zurin Ra as an ex machina. Catwoman cheats on bats with Penguin. Batman's arm is ripped off by Croc at, uh, as shock value. Uh, Ace the Bathound dies in the field for sad factor. Um, I don't think any of these would. I mean." We have to pick I, one, but I don't think anything makes people walk out of the theater. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot that would make people legitimately walk out of a Batman movie. Batman making out and fucking Joker, they would walk out. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, as for these, if we have to pick one, uh, they're not going to walk out because he gets his arm ripped off. They're, people are going to be like, yeah, whoa, crazy. How did he come back and win? Like, that's what's going to happen. Because he's going to get Luke Skywalker. He's going to grow another arm because he's Batman. Like, that's what's going to happen. Piccolo style. just Yeah. Or he's going to, like, use his arm to beat Croc with. Like, oh, my it'll God. Be something crazy like that. Um, Ace the Bathound, I could see people walking out. Because there are some people that are so sensitive to dogs dying that they would, like, walk out. Like, I think that's possible. The cheating, like, people are just going to talk shit about Catwoman online after the movie. They're yeah. not going to walk out. Um, and Zurin Raw, I would walk out. So, like, I think a lot of people like, so I think the Zurin Raw 
thing would be almost like a uh, M. Night Shyamalan ending. Would people be yeah. like, oh, my God, like, oh, like people would like their brains would melt right there and be like, oh, that's that's such genius. Like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. So I, I think, if anything, probably Ace the Bat Hound or Catwoman cheating, because I could see uh, I could see possibly like the uh people like uh we we know a couple hardcore bat uh bat cat fans on mm. twitter and online i think that they would just be like fuck this movie. yeah it yeah I, I would say they're on weak equal footing there um because people have seen dogs die like i mean james gunn had some some animals die in his movies so yeah like you know it's possible there but i would go between either of those um yeah the because the thing is the thing is like penguin and catwoman like had that weird relationship they never it was never romantic but he wanted it to be romantic in the original movie you know yeah and then danny devito made it actually happen in that yeah so you know it is what it is but um so yeah i don't know either one of those but the other two i don't think bother people uh last one comes from nathan uh the video game character would make the best batman villain trevor phillips dr eggman Albert Wesker Reaper Scorpion. Uh, I don't think the last two are in contention, really. I think they're kind of lame. Um, but Albert Wesker, who can create basically zombies and Resident Evil stuff, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Dr. Eggman would be very campy and fun, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Trevor Phillips is just a normal guy in Gotham. <laughs> like, he's not too crazy. Okay, remind me, who is... Trevor Phillips is the hillbilly dude from Grand Theft Auto oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay 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 yeah. um i yeah uh i could see trevor as just like the annoying guy who always gets captured by batman yeah and trevor's just like uh what are you gonna do batman again you're gonna you're gonna arrest me again let's let's yeah. go let's go to prison let's go yeah. um i think the best batman villain it would have to be wesker yeah um he just doesn't die <laughs> Thinking about the, remind me if if I get this wrong because it's been a while since I played a Resident Evil mm -hmm. game. It's the T virus, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Putting the T virus in DC Comics would be absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and having Batman have to deal with that, uh, but also, like, I've seen Wesker and and I mean Resident Evil Five, mm -hmm. Wesker the boss battle insane yeah absolutely insane uh so I, I i think it would be actually kind of cool yeah i think wesker would be definitely the biggest threat uh out of all of those but eggman would be fun i'm surprised they haven't done a crossover you know i think dc needs to do more fun books like that like just yeah, stupid crossovers like, guys i don't know why they sell so much but archie comics has crossed over with some of the most batshit crazy characters yeah. Archie versus Predator, Archie versus Aliens, Archie versus freaking Punisher. We we need to see more of that kind of campy stuff. Like we've seen DC uh crossover with Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. but pay however much money the partnership needs to be paid for and do some fun stuff like Sonic. Do fu do fun stuff like Power Rangers again. Like yeah. do some of that stuff. Yeah. I, I think it would be greatly appreciated. I think Resident Evil with Batman would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it, you just take the first game 
and make it outside of Gotham and then have Gotham be run over by zombies. Is there like, a Resident Evil comic at all? I'm pretty sure there is. Um, uh, I haven't it read is, it. Uh, there's a Resident Evil manga. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's a manga from uh, Toku Pop. Okay. Does the animation look good? Or the uh, illustrations, I should say? Yeah, from, from what I'm seeing here, it, it looks decent. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, the the Justice Buster Batman needs to team up with uh, Resident yeah. Evil manga. Yeah, perfect segue to go into comic books, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have five books this week, and me and Clay read different books, so we'll cover some of them. So I read... What did I read that you didn't read? Um so the ones that I have read, let me just go ahead and name them. I yeah. read Batman Justice Buster, Danger uh -huh. Street, Joker, One Operation. Yeah. Then I read uh, Night Terrors number three and World's Finest Teen Titans number two. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't read. I actually read four, but I skimmed Robin, which we didn't cover Robin necessarily. But um, that and I, the only talking point I want to make with this is... I hate that there's two Robins. We need to fucking get Drake a different name. He needs to, and not Drake, obviously. No, yeah, um, seriously. But we need to, he needs to be something else. Because, I would like for him to go back to Red Robin, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm surprised something else hasn't come up for him, to be honest. It was the discussion that we had years ago, excuse mm -hmm. me, years ago, Red Wing. That's what yeah. it needs to be. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I mean, he had the wings at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that needs to change because like, I opened this book thinking it was going to be Damien's book. And I was like, oh, fucking Drake. Wait, is it Tim Drake's book? It's Tim Drake's book? That is so confusing. Because exactly. the, when I think of Night Terror's Robin, I'm immediately thinking Damien because it seems that Damien has a very important role to be playing in this Night Terror storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're promoting the hell out of World's Finest, and I fucking love this cover. I love it. Yeah, I want amazing. that as a freaking poster. It is uh, number 18, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are audio listeners. Oh, obviously, we don't even show our, our stuff anyway, so all listeners. Um, it's World's Finest. The cover for World's Finest Batman, Batman Superman, number 18. It's a split screen between uh, Batman and Superman uh, suiting up, and uh, I just love the way the Batman has the stitching in the cow looks really yeah. awesome. Yeah, it looks um, really, really good. But yeah, so um essentially in this night terrors, Drake is kind of going through like he's meeting all his brothers, like Red Hood's there, and Red Hood's trying to like help him uh break out of this, I guess. But I don't know. Uh I didn't read the first one. So there's like a Batman, a demon Batman chasing Drake. So like I don't know. Uh I was kind of looking through it, but it also looks like a demon it might be Drake as Batman. It's kind of what I'm seeing. Shit. There's also a reference to identity crisis here. Is there? Yes. Uh, that's his dad being killed by boomerang. The boomerang. Okay. Stuck so in that's just, I thought that was his dad, but I, I didn't make the connection to boomerang. So yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, didn't read this. I'd have to go back and read the first one, but I just wanted to make the comment that he needs to not be Robin anymore. So, because it's kind of because there's also Red Hood is in this book too, 
and he's like fighting in red hoods. I will say though, um, this artist mm-hmm. don't know who it is, draws a really good adult like Tim Drake. Because we've been yes. seeing freaking uh what's his name on the Tim Drake story recently, mm-hmm. or not recently, but like early on in that in that run. Yeah. Um, that just recently got announced that it's gonna be canceled. Uh uh oh shoot, who is that? Uh the artist that nobody likes. Well, they like him for Halloween. Riley Rosmo. Yeah, yeah. Rosmo. And then seeing him here, he actually looks like he's like in his early 20s, if not mm-hmm. like mid-20s. Uh so looks really, really good. I will say that. Yeah. Um, also, this is like one of the one times that the ninja red hood suit looks good drawing-wise. Yeah. Most of the time it looks like really shitty in my opinion. Uh he looks pretty decent here. He looks kind of villainous. Um but yeah, so I don't know. This story looks good. I mean, a lot of the Nightmares books haven't been bad besides Catwoman. I mean, Catwoman wasn't it, great. Yeah, it, it was a weird... And I think there's still going to be a continuation of that. I think we're going to get yeah. a, a, a Catwoman 2 eventually. Uh, yeah. But I am kind of collecting all of the Night Terrors one-shots or the, or the mm-hmm. side stories to read them after the event. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to give me much context for the actual story, mm-hmm. but just a little bit of insight of like, because I'm sure these night terrors that these characters are having are relative to the stories that are happening in their runs. Like yeah. whether it be kind of their struggles or what, you know, what we can look forward to in the future of these characters. So that's why I'm wanting to see if there's anything interesting enough to kind of latch me on to, Hey, should I be reading anything else? Yeah. currently you know um so yeah so moving on from that book you read teen titans which i didn't read that one because i did not see it so uh what happened in that book because i know yeah. that was when robin left right well uh or, no that's he, justice league i'm thinking of justice society yeah he, yeah okay in this one at the very end of issue number one uh you know we had seen how Everybody was kind of sharing their identity, mm-hmm. uh, and Batman told Robin no, and all of this stuff. Wait, that's uh, terrors. No, okay, this isn't a Night Terrors book. Oh, It'll, so then yeah, fuck, I missed that story. So that the, story looks good. The though. cover yeah. looks like a Night Terrors book because it says "World's Finest Teen Titans House of Horrors." Okay, so yeah, I which don't is know. funny because the House of Horrors is actually mentioned in Night Terrors number three. Yeah. So there's a weird connection to all of this stuff without there actually being a connection. Um, okay, so yeah, I again, didn't see this one. This World's Finest Teen Titans is actually taking place when they're all still young. So it has nothing to do with Night Terrors. Okay. Um, but this story follows uh, when we first start uh, 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 Donna Troy uh, is talking to and is introducing uh Bumblebee and Aqualad to uh, what's his name? Uh, Mal, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Mal Duncan, who ends up being uh, a character. If you've ever watched Young Justice, he's he's a character in there as well. Um, but we know that Aqualad and Donna Troy are Garth. Uh, they are dating. And so Garth Isn't was Aqualad kind of... gay in the show? In the show, yes. Okay, uh, yeah. But in here, like they open the door and Mal's just there. So Aqualad's like, what the 
fuck you mm-hmm. you like you open the door to your girlfriend's apartment and you see a dude you're like hey yeah. what's going on here uh comes to find out mal is just a guy that works with charities and stuff and he's partnering mm-hmm. up with donna troy donna troy basically has told mal like everybody's identity on accident mm-hmm. and she's just like oh well i'm sorry i like it's weird because mark wade kind of makes donna troy out to be like new to the man's world type thing but i've mm-hmm. never even gotten that type of feeling with donna troy even early on in her career like yeah. i've never had that type of storytelling with her so this is a little odd um but uh the teen titans get a call that this girl is missing and they track her down to this house who which ends up being the house of horrors mm-hmm. uh we see uh lilith who is uh if anybody knows or recognize her it's because she is uh, a titan um from teen titans rebirth or not teen titans but titans rebirth uh she's a telepath uh she couldn't get inside the house because there was just some strong vibes that were really basically melting her brain mm-hmm. uh so the rest of the teen titans split up they go and do some investigating to see what happened to this girl while the other half go inside the house to go search for her um and some weird stuff starts to happen what eventually we see uh donna troy basically getting uh she is seeing in this house uh uh queen hippolyta and some other uh themiscarans basically saying hey like you chose man's world from us so you are like outcasted forever we hate you type of thing Mm. while uh we see uh uh, Arsenal being, <clears throat> or at this time, Red uh, Red Arrow, being attacked by these shadow-like creatures. We see Garth seeing a hundred mirrors and seeing himself differently in every single one. And we find out that this girl is actually a telepath. And from her powers growing and growing in, in power, uh, her telepathy, it started out as her hearing everybody else's thoughts where it got so out of control that she started projecting her thoughts to everybody else. And Mm. so she got scared. She ran away. And Lilith, with all of this investigating uh, going around and having messages being relayed, she's like, wait a minute. All of these things that you guys are going through inside the house, these are her fears being projected onto you guys. Don't believe anything. Just Mm -hmm. go find her. And this really adds up to the way Garth feels with the world because early on when we're seeing Donna Troy react to the outside world, we're seeing in the background, Garth is kind of like just being isolated and it's because Garth hasn't really been able to connect with man's world all too well Mm. outside of uh, Atlantis. And so he's able to connect with this girl in this house And he's like, it's okay to be scared sometimes. And it's okay to have this feeling of like, hey, I'm different and everything else. But that's okay. Uh, That's ultimately what the story is about. And so Garth decides, hey, I'm going to stick around her, like her town and watch Mm -hmm. over her and see how her powers develop. Uh, And so it looks like Garth uh, is going to be out of the book for a while. But it ends with uh one of their biggest fans sending them a tweet or a notification or something uh and the next issue is titans con and it yeah. has on the thing it says titans con july 3rd through the 5th patropolis buy tickets panels cosplays and a very special guest 
so it looks like this person uh, basically invited the Teen Titans without them knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I think it'll be a fun issue. I'm just confused here because I'm looking through this book since I didn't read it. Why the fuck is Robin cool with everybody again? He left last time. And now, I mean, they're not cool. They have an argument, but why is he even showing up? Like, yeah, I I think that it's just one of those things that's like, hey, you bump heads with your teammates sometimes, but mm-hmm. overall you're still teammates. And, you know, at this point, there is somebody that is in danger or is missing at the at, at, in this instance. And that's more important than the squabbles that they have. Yeah. Or Mark Wade just completely forgot what he did in the first issue. And he's just like, eh, let's just you well, know, go with the flow. That's kind of what I thought, because like... I mean, it seemed pretty big at the end of that episode where like Robin was like, I'm not going to give you my identity. And like, they're yeah. like, oh, we're not going to work together or whatever. And so like, that just seems kind of weird that they just show up. Also, uh, there is this one like goofy moment where I-, I find it weird when heroes get hit in the face by a ball that's not by another hero. And if it's like a kid, I feel like they shouldn't move. It should just go thunk. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, why is he so weak that he's getting knocked out <laughs> by a kid? You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Anyways, that's cool. Uh, moving on from that book, let's just knock out um, let's knock out Danger Street because I'm not gonna lie to you, Clay. With Danger Street, I it was the last book that I read. I was kind of sleepy already, and the only thing I really cared about in this book was the origin of Lady Cop and yeah. how it tied to Superman, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't notice also, she has another origin. Um, she is one of the kids at oh. the playground. So we're finding out the origins oh, of yeah, yeah. these kids that like are young, but they're somehow rich and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm starting connect to, to I'm starting to connect some dots here. Okay. Um, so we know that there was some sort of plan devised to get the kids out of uh, the dingbats out mm-hmm. of the jail cells. Um, and seemingly it has worked. Um, they, their, uh, their plan worked. They were able to get these kids and the two individuals out of the jail cells uh, while Lady Cop and the Creeper, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Ryder, yeah. right? I think so. um, are having dinner and they're supposedly supposed to be talking about uh, what lady cop is having issues with and, and her whole dilemma um, and their dinner kind of goes south when she convinces uh, Jack Ryder to drink some wine. He cannot mm-hmm. hold his liquor um, yeah. clearly uh, from this issue. But while all of this is going on, we're also getting the backstory to these kids that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember their like group name or whatever, uh, but they're the kids that all wear like the green suits or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're learning that one day at when they were in school, they played this game where on the blacktop. And that just reminded me of like, like I've, I haven't heard the term blacktop in forever. Mm-hmm. And so when I read that, I was like, wow. Um, but when they were kids in school, the blacktop had was so eroded that the blacktop had grass growing in some of these cracks and they made up a game. Hey, you have to jump on the cracks that have grass. And if you miss or you fall or whatever, 
you're out. Like you're mm-hmm. on the losing team at that point. And the story goes uh, that, uh, and you look at these kids and you're like, hey, these kids are kind of recognizable. Yeah. Um, and at one point we finally see this little girl with a pink dress, long hair. And it's her. It's mm-hmm. Lady Cop. Um, and we we come to find out that there is this man. You cannot see his face. So you can only see this giant smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has the fate helmet. And he promises them, hey, you, you play the game. Mm-hmm. The winners will be granted one wish. Uh, and the losers will be granted a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think these kids were given immortality okay. as children the dingbats the, no 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 not the dingbats because it's it's not them it's it's the kids that are rich oh i got you i got you yeah those kids okay and lady cop was a part of the losing team we don't know any of the other kids mm-hmm. on on the losing team i don't think but I think Lady Cop was a part of that losing team, and her nightmare was the moment at the sorority house. Oh, damn. The one issue I should have really paid attention to. Uh, yeah. I feel like I just fucking glossed over. I was so Be- tired at this point. Was like because uh, we do get, like, because we had we had learned about this Yeah, um, very early in this series, and then I had... Uh, done some research because we hadn't heard anything about Lady Cop before, and we're like, "Huh, Tom King is really working with, you know, characters that are long forgotten." And yeah. we had learned, like, she became a cop because of an incident that happened in her sorority. Yeah. Well, there's a very uh scary incident uh, or scene here. It's one, two, three, four, five panels, and it's just like you see, uh, kind of outside of her bed, and it gets closer and closer and closer. And she explains to Jack Ryder, well, there's this thing that happened to me before. Mm. Um, And she talks very vividly about, you know, this random guy that comes in with a knife and starts killing all of her sorority sisters. Uh, And she's watching it from under her bed. Mm -hmm. And he eventually drops a card uh, with, uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, Let me see Uh... here. Uh, a playing card, the Ace of Spades. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just before he left, he dropped it and he picked it up. Um, and while all of this was happening, she was whispering Superman's name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, He's supposed to hear everything, right? Super hearing. Why didn't he come and save me? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because this was fate, you know, yeah. to play on words. Um, and this nightmare was because of the game that she lost as a kid. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I wish I would have paid more attention because, yeah, that sounds pretty insane now that I'm looking through it. Because, um, yeah, I w- it was like 2 in the morning. I was like, yo, I was like, there's a lot of words in this book. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of <laughs> sleepy. I had already read four books before this, so I just wasn't paying attention. And I've already kind of said that I want to reread this book in the trade when it's like fully collected so I can fully yeah. understand it. Um, because this is the one time that I feel like I haven't kept up with uh, it like monthly. Just mm-hmm. because I know nothing about these characters. Yeah. And so it's like, like in Mr. Miracle and stuff like that, like Batman would show up and I'd be like, oh, cool. Or you'd see stuff like that. But this is just nobody. 
And I'm just it's, like, it's oh, been so. a little harder to follow because of the lack of recognizable characters. Yeah. I mean, um, Dark Side's there and stuff, but like he's not in it a yeah. lot. Uh, Jack Ryder also tells the story about this uh, diamond statue, which we also see mm-hmm. in this book, uh, where the codename Assassin uh, basically manipulates the statue to turn into a diamond sword. And then one of these rich kids was able to get the uh, warlord sword. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's going to be a a fight to the death near the end of this story. Yeah. I feel like is going to really happen. Um, but it's probably the assassins against each other. Yeah. It, it's going to be pretty wild. I'm, 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 I'm interested to see now. Um, but just realizing that she, lady cop genuinely just, tripped because that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening if you read the the pages of when she was trying to play the game yeah she just had bad footing and because of that she got to witness an entire sorority get murdered yeah that's crazy yeah it's pretty crazy but i'm curious if the kids got immortality why are they dying now you yeah, know that's true uh i wonder if it's like they wish to be um kids forever but they're slightly older than they were when they were kids so yeah but i also don't think kids ever want to be kids forever until you get older and you appreciate that you were a child yeah so i don't think they would wish for that they'd be like i wish to be an adult again we don't know the wishes yeah at all or the nightmares at all it just says i will uh you know one will be granted a wish and one will be granted a nightmare and I'm just connecting dots. I could be completely wrong, but mm-hmm. they, they, per, I feel like they very purposely uh, uh, brought attention to this woman, this, to this little girl. She has blonde hair. And like, I was just like, it's got to be Lady Cop as a kid. Yeah. And then talking about nightmares, what's more nightmarish than watching an entire sorority get murdered? Yeah, no, that was pretty crazy. I, that's why that's the one thing that, like, as I was going through, just kind of flipping through it, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I, I saw this panel on Twitter. People were talking about it. I was like, let me read this story. So, like, I was definitely paying attention to that part for sure. Um, but yeah, I was, just, I was just hella tired, man. Uh, but moving on from that, do we want to end with the two mangas or do we want to end with Night Terrors? Um, let's end with night terrors i think we've been enjoying that one a little bit more yeah you had skipped out on the last chapter of joker but thankfully batman is is just the very next uh chapter that you know that goes along with the story so which one do you want to go with now let's knock out joker first because there's not really a lot to that book it's basically it's just Joker experiencing the trials of motherhood and fatherhood. Of, of, you know? Yeah, of parenthood. Yeah. Um, and again, I think I can relate to this the most yeah. because it's literally happening to me right now. And the because essentially we could wrap this up in one sentence, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. The trials of parenthood. We talked yeah. about how he was trying to get uh, baby Bruce Wayne, Batman, mm-hmm. to uh, take a nap or go to sleep in the last chapter. This one, he is finally napping, mm-hmm. and one of Joker's henchmen comes to his house, uh, and you know Joker tells him the whole story, and this this guy is telling Joker like, oh, you know, it, it's it's hard right now, but just wait until they're older, it's gonna mm-hmm. be great, blah blah. That is the worst thing you can tell a parent. 
Yeah. Like, and, and he even knows it at the, like near the end of this book, he's like, Oh no, I, I did the Cardinal sin mm. as, as a veteran parent talking to a new parent. I should have never given you that type of advice. Yeah. And it's so true. Abby and I, got so much advice when amberlyn was so little mm-hmm. we would come home and be like those are a bunch of assholes do they <laughs> not think we know all of this stuff already we yeah. know it's just we're in the thick of it right now it, it sucks um but it's so true mm-hmm. and that's why i i'm really having a good laugh at this um and it's it's almost to the point of like is this book really going to be for any type of batman fan is this yeah. book gonna be for every joker fan because i don't think the humor is there for everybody you no. know no i can understand it like totally um I, I wasn't necessarily i'm not a parent myself but i was around here and there for my niece so yeah. i kind of get it but um but yeah i mean i don't think it's for everybody but again manga is not for everybody you want to yeah. know one of the hit animes right now that's being promoted? It's an anime about a vending machine. Like, the, what? one of the main characters is a vending machine. I do not know this. Yeah, what it's are... an isekai. Of course it is. <laughs> um, it's an isekai. Yeah, it is a something. I don't know what the name of it's called, but Crunchyroll's promoting it right now. And it's like the main character is a vending machine. And I saw, I, I followed this guy named Giguk who covers anime. And he was like, I thought this was going to be the stupidest anime ever. He's like, it's actually quite good. And they're like, it's just a show about a vending machine. Reborn as a vending machine, I yeah. now wonder the dungeon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can make anything uh, an anime. And that's what I love about anime. Like, and same thing with it comes to like, you know, if you're reading like fucking hentai or stuff. They, I was watching this article, right? Oh, so by the way, just side note, because... You know, on Twitter, like we we would follow some people that are like, oh, yeah, Japan ignores all of uh, anybody that wants to get into anime that's from America or whatever. Right. Like, you know, there's yeah. like that like everybody's like, I'm going to be a mangaka, even if I'm from another country. That's kind of bullshit, to be honest, because I was reading uh, there's this really popular hentai that's a, oh, it's I don't want to say it's popular. It's infamous. It's called uh, Metamorphosis because apparently it's like really depressing. And that's not what you think of when you come to like arrow manga and stuff like that and um well it's it's by this guy named shodo l and i learned watching the trash taste podcast he's from america and he's like extremely popular because apparently he was born and raised in new york he was drawing his whole life his first hentai was a planet of the apes uh hentai he was just like yeah i want to turn that into hentai then he fucking decided to go to japan and somebody in Japan was like, you're really good. You want to work on something? And that's how he became a fucking in, manga. Yeah. Wow. So, like, you just got to be good. Like, this whole idea. Now, granted, I do know there are a lot of people in Japan that are very against foreign, like, work. I know that is a thing. Huh. But uh, because I'm working on something uh, at my job right now where we're trying to get, like, artists and stuff. And I've seen a lot of Japanese artists I would love to work with, but a lot of them don't want to work with foreign people because you don't know the language. And so they don't want the language barrier. And so that's probably why I would say it's just the the language issue. Um, But this particular guy working in hentai and they're like, hey, man, you can do some really good stuff. You want to work for us? And he started doing shit. So 
Like, <laughs> it's awesome. you know, like if you're good enough, you're good enough. And that's what I've always said, you know, like you don't need college, but you're going to go down a harder path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because like I constantly see that on on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Where people, are like, Oh, yeah, they just don't like him. Like uh, this guy just said, fuck you. And he's like one of the biggest like anti artists. Like what the hell? Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But again, just it's it's not for everybody. Right. Like manga is I think. Manga is for everybody, but not every manga is for everybody, if that makes yeah. sense. Whereas comics, I feel like it's so much harder to make a silly comic in America. Because I feel like America is very serious at times or like doesn't do silly very well. Like people will read Deadpool and Harley Quinn. And like that's as silly as that gets, it feels like well, for me. True. But there is also, I, I will say this, there are some comics out there that are quite possibly like unintentionally funny mm-hmm. that are great. Okay. And then there's, there's, there's uh Oh shoot. Who is that? Uh, I can't remember the team's name. There's four kids mm-hmm. in Marvel and they have like the powers of the elements or whatever. Um, and I, I can't remember what, what their name is uh, the team name, mm-hmm. but there was recently in the last three years or so, a book where they lost their powers uh, and they had to team up with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a really silly, a really fun, like family friendly story. Yeah. And that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are random uh, uh, like needle in the haystack type of stories there. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I will agree with you. It's hard to find in America. Yeah, because I think there's probably like Archie and Scooby Doo and stuff, right? Like, but those are like legacy books. Like, people are gonna buy those books because of the brand name. Um, But I don't think you like the way Japan greenlights a lot of like a story about a fucking vending machine. I don't think that gets greenlit in America. I'm sorry, you know what I mean. I don't think um, you know freaking uh, oh my god, image is gonna be like oh yeah, let's do a story about a vending machine and we'll publish that. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I feel like it's a lot harder around here. You have to have something that like oh no, American audiences are gonna like this or we can market that. You know what I mean? Um, and you know where in Japan it just seems like fuck it. You know you're gonna give you a shot if it fails after ten weeks, you're fucked. Like you're yeah. done. Um, and maybe that's what you know we wish America would do more. You could probably get more creative freedom, but you know, from what I'm seeing when it comes to uh, like, I follow Babs tar on Twitter and recently she's been retweeting a lot of people complaining that like, it's not like, it's not the writer's fault. Like they like, apparently our editors or producers have read amazing stories, but it's big companies that don't want to produce those stories. Like they're yeah. like, no, we don't want to do that. So um, it comes down to, you know, the DCs, the Marvels of the world not producing this kind of content. And so maybe it's there, but maybe that's why a lot of people are starting to go towards manga because manga is just like, I can find anything I want there. The stupidest things. And it's yeah. fun to read. Like, I don't take manga seriously. And that's why I think I love about it. Um, but then there's sometimes I'll read a story and I'm like, God damn, that was great. So, you know, I think kind of DC and Marvel need to kind of jump on that train. But moving on from that. Let's dive into Justice Buster. This is number two in this Batman story. This one is not weekly um, or not every other week or something like that. It feels like it takes longer to to do this one. But this one feels like a Batman book. Yes. And and I really enjoy this. Uh, It basically deals... This whole story is very short. 
Uh, it's dealing with Penguin in this one, and he's lost his money. And he's like, who the fuck took my money? Where's my money? And this guy's like, well, Mr. Penguin, we don't really know where your money's at. And he's all like, well, you know, we're going to find it. And then he was like, you know what? Is it the Batman? They're like, no, Batman would never do that. He would come directly and take your money. And right when he says it, he's like, oh, like right now. And then Batman breaks through a window or whatever. Or he just shows up behind this guy. And he's all like, Penguin, what are you doing? Where's your money? Like, you know, <laughs> and he's all like, I don't know where my money is. You can help me find it. Like, you know. <laughs> And so it's kind of like this weird little team up. Like, is this team up going to happen? Like, he's like, if you want to help me find my money, who's doing this? Like, we can work this out. And Batman's all like, nah. And he's like, no, I got a prize for you. I, I, I like how, like, you know, Batman's going to look into it. Yeah. But Batman's like, actually, I left a surprise. I have a surprise for you. Yeah. And it's Gordon and the rest of the GCPD outside of the building. Like, uh, there to arrest Penguin. Yeah. Like, that's just wild. Yeah, I also like, like, I, I'm kind of, like, love and hate the mech suit a little bit. Like, I miss the cape, but it also kind of looks cool without a cape. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, man, I don't know. I, I miss the cape. It's like, that's classic Batman. Uh, love the way they showed him imagining his parents getting killed. Love the drawings. The no faces. Yeah, stuff the like no that. faces, very, like this is legitimately just like a flashback scene. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not like, Hey, we're going to tell you in real time. Like yeah. here's all the dialogue, the, the dramatization of it all. No, it's just boom, boom, boom. This yeah. is stuff that Batman thinks about all the time. Type yeah. of stuff. Love that. And then essentially it's more of a, sorry, I got the yawns there. Uh, it's essentially him talking more about the Robin situation, right? Like he's mm -hmm. like, I trained Robin to do this and yada, yada. And, and again, Alfred is just like, you want him to do what now? Like, you want him to learn more like a, a normal person or something like that? And Batman's like, yeah, I need a partner in the field. Like, I need something. And um, that's essentially it. He's like, I'm creating this Robin situation to be better. Then we teleport, essentially, not teleport, but we switch over to Metropolis. And it looks like Bruce Wayne is about to meet with somebody in Metropolis named Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. Yeah, this is I was not expecting this. Yeah. Um when we see him when we see Metropolis, I'm like there's no way. Like yeah. there's just got to be some convenient thing, maybe Lex Luthor. Like I could understand yeah. Lex Luthor because billionaires, you know, money laundering, you know, all of that yeah. jazz. I could see it happening. But when you see like as soon as he starts to sit down in front of somebody, I'm like that's motherfucking Clark Kent. Like it's yeah. gotta be. And it is. Um, this could be the introduction to what could be a Justice League. Yeah, or it could also be the introduction to the Superman book that they're making too. I yeah. don't know if that I don't know if they're connected in any way, but um, yeah, it's a possibility there. But yeah, I think that's uh, kind of cool. I wish all these books would connect somehow. Because you're telling the Joker from a very well, I mean, Batman is a kid there, so that would have to be a different era. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's very interesting. But I do want to see all these characters cross paths in a manga form. But I like, I love how fast they are. Like they're fast reads, which I yeah. kind of enjoy. Which some people complain about manga sometimes that it is too fast. I was at uh, Barnes and Noble one time looking to for something to buy, and you know this family came in, and this daughter was like super happy, like looking through all the books, and the mom was like, I hate buying these because you read them in like you read them so fast and then they just sit there and i'm like but 
as a writer, I'm like, yeah, but they sit there for reference. I go back and I look through them and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to, I got to do that. Uh, but again, not everybody wants to be a writer. They just enjoy it. And then I guess maybe it does sit there. But yeah. there's also people that will read a book like 30 times. And I'm yeah. just like, how do you do that? Like, I could read well, a book like, a lot, but honestly, damn. like for me, mm-hmm. I have all of these. And for you, you have these bookshelves. Yeah. Yes, they're for reference. For me, I've always kind of intended to have kids. Like, yeah. These will be passed down eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there's going to be a, a time where I'm like, I really want to read that book again. Yeah. Or again, reference. Hey, what happened in that one manga that, you know, when this happened and this happened mm-hmm. and I'll go search for it. Like their books do get picked up again. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like there's always an itch. Same thing for video games. Like mm-hmm. recently I, I've been seeing a whole bunch of Red Dead 2 on my TikTok and I'm like, God damn, I think yeah. I might want to restart the story and, and play it again. I have been playing Friday every day. The game Friday. It's not even going to be updated. It's not, I, but they're shutting the servers down next year. So, like, I'm just, I've been playing the game. And it's a, such a simple fucking game. And it's, you do the same thing every game. It's just fun running away from Jason. Like, it's just funny. <laughs> like, and uh, you get killed sometimes. And sometimes I'm like dancing on him. I'm like, what's up, bitch? What's up? You ain't gonna kill me. And then I get away because they suck. But it's just fun to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do think, yeah, the the passing down thing, you know, obviously I'm not a parent, so I don't really ever think about that. Also, I have some books that should not be passed out. Uh, <laughs> that is so, very true. <laughs> you know, they should not be passed out. Um, but yeah, I do think that uh, that is a cool thing. But I always, I, I just love how fast it is to read, especially, you know, when when we have a bunch of books to cover, it's nice when I'm like, oh, the manga books are out. Like, I can just flip through this really quickly and read it, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying that story a lot. It is probably, I haven't read the Superman one, um, but out of the three, you know, minus reading that one, I would say that that is probably my favorite so far. Um, but I do intend to read the Superman one. Uh, but anyways, move on to the last book we got, and that is Night Terrors number three. Uh, this book opens up with um, Boston Brand on doing, basically doing like Shakespeare on a play mm-hmm. uh, on top of a stage. And then it like, quickly transitions to batman and uh sandman fighting uh the villains or like the i like to call them the stranger things looking monsters that you know what are the what are they called the knights of terror yeah or the so whatever they're fighting all of them and they get saved by robin which i think is really cool he comes in with a sword slices them in half and stuff like that and boston's like oh i've never been so happy to see robin before you know and robin's just beating all their asses and they're like yo i got a ride let's go and they get zapped up into, you know, the Batwing. And Robin threatens Boston, like, immediately. He's like, get out of my dad. <laughs> He's like, get out of my dad, you demon. Yeah. And, he gets, and Boston gets out. He's like, oh, Boston Brand, I should have known. He's like, wait, you could see me? He's like, yeah, I've had a lot of experience with death. Yeah. And you have to remember, Damien's died before. So the moment I read that, I'm like, so does this mean anybody that's died can see Boston? Because that's what I'm so. curious about. Because that would mean Batman's never officially died. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, because I've read a lot of Batman death stories. And he doesn't feel like he's technically died. Um, it's just like he gets teleported to another world or another dimension and all this. And everybody just thinks he dies. Yeah. So, um, But anyways, I think that would be kind of a cool thing. 
that if you've died and come back, you can see the dead. Like, because that makes Boston a little bit more interesting character because he doesn't always have to fucking, he can actually interact with a Damien. He can interact with a Batman if Batman did technically die or whatever. Like, anybody that's died should be able to see the dead because, like, you shouldn't have come back. Like, it should have been a permanent thing, but for mm-hmm. some reason you're back and now you have to see this extra part of the world. Like, I think that's kind of cool. Um, but for whatever reason, Damien has this magical power now that he can see the dead. And we get this really intense memory from Insomnia, where we still don't know what the Justice League did to him, from my understanding, right? Um, I'm assuming they probably accidentally killed his family or something happened that he hates them. But he hates the Justice League, and he's like, I can't sleep. Every time I go to sleep, I see them, I see them, and I just can't, I can't deal with it. And they're like, oh, well, the Justice League, you know, you're going to have to work through it. And maybe one day you can forgive them. And he's like, forgive them. And he smashes a coffee cup over this guy's head because he's they're in like an AA meeting kind of, but AA for like insomnia, I guess. And um, he's like, uh, he's like, no, 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 you're all going to see. And he just starts killing everybody in this meeting. And uh, then he cuts his eyelids off. Yeah, and he's like, I'm never gonna sleep again, and I'm just like, God damn! It is crazy because the panel, it looks like he's looking right at the audience reading yeah. this, and he says, "I wouldn't go further into my memories, Dead Man. You won't yeah. like what you see." And that's when Dead Man wakes up. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, and so I think that the storytelling here, I think, is really good. Like, I yeah. love the way they're telling the story, and then you know, Boston kind of tells him what's going on, and that's when we find out about the not asleep not awake world essentially the in-between yeah they call it uh uh the reality stream yeah so sandman uh his family or whatever made this compound that lets you kind of live in that world and so he's like yeah well let's go test this out because they found out that insomnia cannot find the nightmare stone in the real world and nobody can find it in the nightmare world yeah so it's got to be in the in-between so that's where they go. We see a Batman that is also Dead Man uh, costume, which I think is pretty interesting. With also a Robin, they get teleported to this other dimension. And um, they're just kind of like in this weird world. And they end up going to, again, the House of Horror. Yeah. Um, also, there's like this uh, weird Dune kind of moment, I feel like, when they're all in sand. But it, it looks like, you know, Robin's fading and Batman's fading into the sand which I think is kind of cool. I mean, I just throw Dune out there because it's a sand world, but it's not necessarily a reference reference. Uh, But yeah, we go to the House of Horror, and uh, while while they're getting there, we know Sandman is fighting one of the Knights of Terror in the real world because he shows up to try to, like, you know, destroy the whole thing. And we find out that Boston Brand kind of reveals, he's like, yeah, so I tell everybody that I was dead before I hit the ground, but I was actually, like, writhing in pain. Like, I felt everything when I was dying. And um, I don't remember them saying that there needs to be a sacrifice or something to get the Nightmare Stone, but he ends up tearing his body apart and finds the Nightmare Stone inside of him. From the from the depiction that I read, it looks like that's how. Yeah, it like the the way he explains it is, uh, Damien asked him, "Why is the Nightmare Stone showing us this?" And that's when yeah. Deadman says, "It's a test." Just when uh, Weasley Dodd stopped that cult leader in his time. To possess the Nightmare Stone, it takes a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that's when he is basically ripping himself apart 
Yeah. And he finds the nightmare stone inside of the this depiction of dead man. And we see in the real world, Batman with the nightmare stone. Uh, and he says, we have the nightmare stone. We can use it to stop insomnia. And tell me what you get from this last panel. It says, yeah. and my dreams will come true. And we see Batman with the nightmare stone kind of in his eyes. And then we see a smile. Yeah. Are they trying to say this is insomnia? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like Batman. Um, so, like, was it a trick? And it's very confusing because at the end of Batman 2, The mm. Nightmare's Terror 2, Batman woke up. Or he thought he woke up. Yeah. And then we saw, like, a tattered Damien. Yeah. So, like, is... is Three and four of Night Terrors before Batman 2? Like, seems like that. Because Damien hasn't got his ass kicked yet. Yeah. So, weird way to tell a story, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish... I understand the offshoots, right? Because everybody's going to want to buy one thing. Just number them 1 through 20. 1 mm -hmm. through whatever. And just buy the one you want to buy if you want to miss it. Like, you know like I mean? honestly, what they should do is... Yeah, you can put the, the Nightmares Terror Superman number 1 there. But mm -hmm. underneath it, say three of 20 or five yeah. of 20. So that way people know the actual reading order instead yeah. of having to look back at the, at the end of every single issue and look at the list, mm -hmm. like help some people out here. I think we'd have to go back and check this because I don't think it's necessarily true. I think it's just a release order, but they have those one page ads that have like the, like the, when they yeah, come that's out, what I mean. it's, it's usually at the end of every single issue. Yeah. But no, what I'm saying is, I don't think that's necessarily the reading order. That's the release order, isn't it? Oh, uh, true. Yeah, you know? it is the release order. We need the reading order. Um, yeah. And I wish they would do that because it would just be more interesting. Because I don't even know if, like, when they put it in the omnibuses and all that, do they put it in order? Uh, I haven't read an omnibus in so long. They usually put everything in order, yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that's necessarily release order back then, you know? Uh, yeah, we would have to really test it with stories like this. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think Night Terrors has been easily one of the best events in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you're the villain garbage, in my opinion. Um, Death Metal 2 garbage. Uh, what was before this? Um, the, the big thing where every page ended with a collage of villains at the end of it? Oh, it was... Uh, I remember what oh, that was called. Oh, shit. I forgot what it was called. Because it wasn't called uh, Donna oh, DC. It uh uh it was the crisis the crisis event. It was the dark crisis. That's what. It oh was. yeah yeah yeah. That one was. It looked great. I don't remember. I just remember the story always ending the same. Yeah. It literally always ended with a collage of villains or heroes at the very end. Um. But overall, this one story wise is easily the best book uh, or the best event in the last few years for sure. Um. Because it's readable. Like, I actually care to read it. And I even care to read the side stories, which is very rare. But overall, um, pretty good stuff. Uh, they have been promoting, at, in all of these books, they've been promoting the hell out of the Batcat War that is coming. And Blue Beetle. I don't know if you saw that article that the Blue Beetle is trending upwards now. Yeah, so instead of uh, 10 to 15 million, it looks like yeah. 30 million. So it's double the top uh, of what it was expected.
Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm glad that's working out. Also, yeah. AMC theaters are getting an actual blue beetle popcorn bucket. Do we have, have an AMC that? theater here? Downtown. Oh, I it's downtown. I, can dude. can we go to a theater and just buy a popcorn bucket, or do we have to buy a ticket? Well, that that one's hard because yeah. it's in the middle of the mall for one. Ooh. Oh, we had to pay for parking. You, you got to pay for parking. If we want to walk, although it'd be kind of hot, um, we can park in the neighborhood. Yeah, it'd be a walk. Dude, but... If you've seen this bucket. Like I think I might share because I saw the Beetle, I saw somebody do a popcorn bucket. Bucket. There's two of them. There's the tin bucket, and then there's the actual like beetle bucket mm -hmm. with the wings that come out, and then oh, I want that. That's pretty. That's fire. That looks so cool, right? Yeah. Twenty five dollars though. Yeah, it's Damn. wild. That looks cool though. Um, well. Is is every AMC Cinemark? Because it says Cinemark so. exclusive item. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, so AMC. so there is. I think there's another AMC close to us, but it's in Bernie. Oh, that's so far. Oh wait, yeah. no, yeah, it says uh, downtown. It's the our other IMAX theater. Yeah. Um, but we'll. Oh, we could probably call them. I, I, I think that we probably could call them to see if they have it. Because uh, I don't, like, I've heard, well, I think it was just for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer had a bunch of, like, the uh, 77 millimeter or whatever kept failing a lot. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and they are having, like, troubles. Um, and it was at that theater. But I don't know. If, I've heard that might just be the case for the 77 millimeter period, like, across mm -hmm. everybody. But I don't really know. I saw it in IMAX. There was no issue, but it, don't, it wasn't the 77 millimeter. Yeah. Or the 70 millimeter. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, I kind of, man, that that's kind of cool. I'd go buy it. I bought a $10 uh, TMNT drink yesterday. Yeah. But it was just I, a basic I, one. So. Yeah. I, I saw your your picture with everything that you got. At yeah. Well, that was when I saw the TMNT. This is when I went to see Oppenheimer. I just bought it. Oh, okay, okay, thing. okay. But at that theater, every, uh, every worker there was wearing a Blue Beetle shirt. That's so, cool. that's kind of cool. I was like, all right, nice. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to see. That's a pretty cool pop. But there's a different popcorn bucket. Like there's, there's a one tin like bucket. Scarab. The scarab. yeah, there's there's two. There's the tin bucket, and then there's the scarab bucket. Oh, the tin bucket. I think we can get at the theater that we usually go to. No, no, no. no. Well, this doesn't look like. A, I can't. I don't know how to show it to you um Share it's like a backpack kind of thing sorry guys i know this isn't um great well i don't know maybe it comes in the same way i don't know i don't know because we'll share showing... it in the discord if you're in the yeah discord. yeah yeah anyways ladies and gentlemen uh that's enough talk about that let us know if you're gonna go watch blue beetle because that comes out in two weeks next week next week next week i think we'll be seeing it are we covering that on the podcast are we delaying the podcast um it would be a late podcast. It so. would be a late podcast. So if we, if we want to do it, we can we can, yeah. I can prep early for yeah. the video and everything. So, so we will have to um yeah, so next week ladies and gentlemen, the podcast might come out on Friday, FYI cuz we might review Blue Beetle. So cuz we're not watching it until like 3 or 4. So by the time we get out, 
and record the podcast, it'll already be like nine or ten. Um, but by the time it finishes, I should say. So, um, yeah, just expect next week's podcast to be on a Friday. So, anyways, that is going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? So this week over at Star Wars Alliance, we reviewed a book called Star Wars Tarkin, uh, a very political grounded type of story within the Star Wars universe. Uh, it was uh, in my tiers of, of Star Wars books. It kind of lands in the middle. Um, it has a lot of information, but it was a nice change of pace compared to all of the action bits that you get in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so go listen to our review there. Um, and that's basically it. Noise, noise. I will be doing two streams this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, going to try to finally beat Only Up. I almost beat it, and I fell all the way to the fucking ground because a dragon hit me. So um, that's unfortunate. But yeah, we'll be streaming uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, so definitely come by on those. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne, and remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! 